Hello, my name's John Wordsworth and I'm here today with my good friend Ben Dodson to talk about Forced, a challenging 1-4 player co-op arcade action RPG with puzzle and tactical elements. Whew, that's a mouthful. Uh, so, Forced is available on PS4, Xbox One, PC and Mac and it's available right now for $10.99 on Steam for the slightly better edition. Uh, I, I've been playing this game on my gaming PC and Ben? I've been uh, playing it for my sins on an iMac, a 5K desktop iMac. Cool. And uh, Forced features both local and multiplayer online, uh, cross-platform too, I guess between PC and Mac at least, and up to four players. So I think we'll kick off with a little overview of the, the setting, Ben. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's an interesting game. I mean, I'm assuming it's an indie studio, but the, the setting is pretty good. Um, you're basically, it's like some sort of Hunger Games type stuff whereby you're slaves that have been bred uh, to fight for some kind of demons, basically. Uh, so you start off as a slave with nothing, uh, and then you have to go through various different arenas. Uh, there are four different stages, each with five puzzle rooms each and then a boss fight at the end um, and then at the very end you get one big boss fight which we've we've not got to yet we've just got through the first three chambers um, the class system uh, there's basically four different characters that you can play as um, important to note that if you're playing multiplayer uh, you can't pick the same class each uh, the classes are blades hammer shield and bow uh, so you've basically got uh, two types of attack one more defensive and then one long range uh, I've been playing as long-ranged bow, and John's been playing as shield most of the time, though sometimes he brings the hammer. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really nice as well, because you can switch the classes between the between the rounds without losing your level-ups. So, And it's also quite cool with the... Um, th there's no, like, skill tree. There's no, uh, you know, you don't earn points that you then use or XP or anything like that. You literally get a certain number of crystals for completing objectives shared between the two of you, or four of you, however many there are. Um, and then that unlocks various things depending on what class you are. So if you're playing as bow, uh, then you'll have five unlocks no matter which person you're playing as, uh, which works pretty nicely because then you don't have to worry about management or loot or anything like that. There's no equipment, nothing like that. Yeah, and it's uh, really nice to be able to just try new ones out even though you've got to a high level. So that's very cool. Uh, I guess it plays like a, like a combination of a twin-stick shooter and an action RPG. I mean, if you've played Magicka, that's the closest thing I think you'll find to this, uh, including all the chaos and madness that goes alongside <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can play with a keyboard or a joypad, so keyboard and mouse or joypad. I primarily played with the joypad in the end, and I think you played with the keyboard, right, Ben? Yeah, I, I tried various controllers, and we'll come to that later on, but yeah, I pretty much stuck with keyboard and mouse. Cool, so above... What maybe Magicka offers, uh, oh, different, it's not, really, not trying to build on the same game, but there's a couple of interesting mechanics that I think help set Forth apart from other games, and I'm going to kick off talking about Balfus, the spirit orb, <laughs> uh, who does not ever sound that cool in the game. But... The horribly voiced Balfus. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, would you like some help there, sir? Um, but no, very early on, you find this uh, little white glowing orb and... You can call it to you by tapping space or pushing the X button on your controller and it moves in a straight line from wherever it is on the screen to where you're standing. You can hold down the X and then it 
sticks to you, so it'll follow you around. Uh, well, I think it's pretty cool that the spirit orb will actually activate certain things in the level. So there might be these pillars, and whenever he passes over it, you get a healing effect for the next 10 seconds. So you're constantly having to consider where Balthus, the spirit orb, is in the level. And then on some of the harder levels later on, you have to pass him through certain elements of the level to destroy them. So you can't actually destroy, the, sort of defeat the level without making good use of the, the spirit orb. And that actually makes for a really chaotic gameplay. So you're constantly trying to think, ah, I need to move the orb over this point to stop the creatures from spawning, but there's 10 creatures around me. <laughs> um, yeah, and you've also got, uh, as there's a distance, like it can stay stuck to a point wherever you've last put it. If you run away and you've gone too far and then some wizard like uses a spell that traps you and you need to call it to sort of set you free uh it might take you know 10 seconds for it to get to you at which point you'll be dead so mm -hmm. there's a careful balancing act and it. it really does get difficult later when you've got things like uh maybe four or five uh urns that you need to keep lit um and so you're having to constantly pass it round whilst also dealing with the chaos of fighting a ton of stuff at the same time. Uh, and when you've got multiple people playing, it's really difficult because you don't get two of them, you still have the same <laughs> one. And so John was constantly like calling it to himself and then I'd want it because I wanted health or something to come to me and there's just this ball going between the two of us <laughs> we can't quite work out why it's not with either. So you sort of have to get towards a system of shouting. I mean, primarily, I mean, you, you did the majority of the orb stuff didn't you you hmm. were generally in charge of looking after that and dealing with stuff because i was more ranged attacks so i was easier for and i think while it, back whereas you dash a lot while it might sound frustrating it wasn't at all i mean there was this perfect combination of chaos and sometimes genius moments where you i might go somewhere with the orb line it up in such a perfect way that we can hit one of the spawners trigger a special and get some healing powers, all you have to do is hit space. And then over the mic, all you start shouting is, hit space, call the orb! <laughs> and then you hope they hear. Do it, do it now! Because you can actually see this massive guy with an axe just bearing down on them, and you're thinking, I don't care about the guy with the axe, just push space. So, and you also completely forget about it sometimes, and mm. it'll just be zooming across the screen, and you just happen to press space at the right time without even really <laughs> thinking about it, and it just veers off and hits exactly what you needed but then also and i mean we might get to this when we discuss like our dislikes about the game but one thing is that sometimes it could be very very finicky like sometimes you think ah oh, that really should have hit that light i mean i'm right next to it yeah slightly bigger hitbox it. could have been nice yeah. on some things because you the spawners as well these little things appear out of the map oh. and they'll spawn enemies until the light goes over them which destroys them which is again a cool mechanic but sometimes you, you run around it, hit space, you just miss it, and you think, how did I miss it? And then you have to run all the way around it again to hit space again and hope that this time it hits it. So yeah, that's, that's, that was a, probably the only frustration with the, the orb mechanic. But and beyond of course, that, I really liked the, um... it. I thought it was really fun and it added... And it, you have to think about a lot more than most games like Torchlight where you just have to kill enemies. You have to really think about where the orb was. So. One of the parts I didn't like about it so much is that there are some levels where you have to keep the orb, like the orb has a radius on it in some levels, and if you go out of that radius, you take damage quite quickly. Um, and with two people, that becomes very, very difficult because if one person sticks it to them and starts running around, then the other person is constantly trying to stay within a radius that's moving, uh, and that gets quite difficult. I mean, not, I mean, dislike's probably too harsh a word. Um, because it was fun and you always sort of felt like, oh, I've died because I wasn't paying attention to what 
that is doing. Um, and it is a really cool mechanic for the game, uh, but that certainly ramps up the difficulty in some places. And I was always a lot happier when we didn't have to contend with that as well as everything else. Yeah, like a water stage. You think, oh, that again. <laughs> but no, yeah. it isn't a bad mechanic, but maybe a few... Uh, if only a couple of levels had it, I'd probably be a bit happier. But yeah, I think it's a cool mechanic. So uh, the other mechanic, though, is the, the mark system, right, Ben? Yeah, the, the mark system I, I found particularly interesting. You basically, every time you hit an enemy... Uh, they obviously take damage, but also they get a little mark on their head, uh, up to five of them for each hit. Um, and those marks, uh, sometimes the abilities that you get will do extra damage uh, according to how many marks they have. Uh, so, for example, if I stretched my bow out as long as uh, I could, which takes about two and a half seconds, when you let go, it not only does like 10 damage, but then maybe also does an extra five damage per mark on that enemy's head. Uh, which makes it really interesting because you can mark um, the marks are shared between all the players again. So if I hit something and give it five marks on its head, then John might be able to use one of his special attacks, which does a ton of damage to things that have got lots of marks. Um, now, obviously, because I'm more long range, I can fire lots of arrows and hit something from a distance, mark it up, and then he can hit it with a power attack uh, afterwards rather than him potentially taking damage in more close quarters so it's a, a really interesting system and it's very very simple and straightforward uh, but it adds a certain amount of variety and i think there are a lot of bosses which you would really struggle with mm. if you weren't really taking advantage of that um i mean the boss at the end of uh level three i forget what it's called i want to say a oh, graw he's called graw, graw. graw big it, yeah. fat thing that's basically nerd chucking out venom and all kinds of stuff coming out of it and that one was a really really hard battle and it took i think it took us about nine minutes the final uh, about the 15th mm. attempt <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was primarily one because i was just constantly constantly marking it up and then hitting it with a power attack mark 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 hit it again and because uh, i couldn't get that close to it because i was primarily a, a melee <laughs> character it was really nice that you could mark it up and, and also, you were running through. around the spirit orb. Yeah, true. <laughs> Trying there to stop everything of else. to hit with the orb on that level. Yeah, yeah it's difficult. But I mean, the, the mark system works great. I mean, it's a, a basic mechanic, um, but it's not something I've seen in other games, especially not recently. Uh, so, yeah, really, really great. Yeah, I thought it was really like both the mechanics together. I think were really nice because it meant it became much more tactical than a lot of other. ARPG games or, or arcade games where you're primarily just oh there's a hundred guys mash some buttons to use my special abilities and they're all dead because obviously you still get the special abilities in this because yeah. you want to time your usage of them with the mark system and you have to think about the orb it meant there was a lot going on which I, I thought was a really good I mean that's one of the things I did one of the things I didn't mention earlier, which I should have, is the uh, abilities that you get that unlock. You only have a certain number of slots for them, which unlock the further you play. Uh, and there's some passive abilities as well, but you only start off with one. And then you maybe get a second one, like after about 10 levels. Um, so you really have to pick and choose which abilities that you use. And some are going to be better for some levels than others, which is nice that you can change it sort of between levels mix your abilities however you want uh, and that was particularly important on that boss fight just because we had to switch a few times try a few different combinations to get it to work nicely and i guess every game sets out with a, a vision of ah you've got 10 abilities you can only take three 
you're going to carefully think before each stage about which ones to use, which obviously never happens. No. But it was nice that you could switch them out freely because, like you say, sometimes you think, actually, I need to be able to move around quicker in this one. I'll take the ability which does a bit of healing and a bit of faster movement just so I can get around and do all the orb stuff. And it, it genuinely needed help with some a couple of the hard levels where we had to try again, just switching yeah. up some skills. But I like that you're very, very limited because the number of mechanics are very very few i mean you literally have the spirit orb thing the mark system and then you have maybe one or two abilities it's not an overly complex game i mean something like magicka um mm. is <laughs> insanely difficult it takes quite a lot of practice to get used to all the different spells that you can do i mean it's crazy complex this is definitely not that kind of game it's much simpler uh, you literally have like maybe three buttons that do something yeah uh, but the combination of all of that with a ton of enemies at once and a few puzzles makes it difficult. I suppose we should talk about the puzzles. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like the fact this is primarily, I guess, a co-op game. It's been kind of built for the co-op experience. And the puzzles themselves will actually scale depending on how many people are playing. So you can play the game on your own. And we only ever played it with two players, I guess. And I can only yeah. imagine how crazy it would be with four. Uh, but or even with was... one. I think with one it would be very difficult. Yeah, I think trying to, because it was nice that you could kind of just pass off some of the orbs sometimes to me because I had the dash ability to get around the level faster. And yeah. I didn't have to worry about the bad guys because I knew you were taking care of them. And you and didn't if I was running out of health, them. you could sort that out for us. Was, yeah. And yeah, and there's good teamwork. I love the fact you can kind of position the orb. So I'm, I'm thinking I need to get down to the bottom of the map. Then Ben can just call the orb to him and it will pass through the thing we need to destroy and he'll get some health. Or I might load up the orb with health and then send it off to, or you, know, you call it to you. Without anyone else to play, you'd just be doing all that on your own, which would be... <laughs> and with four people, it would be too... Well, I personally think it might be a bit too complex. Like, we were quite good, the two of us, that we'd sort of look out for each other. Like, I was constantly looking. <clears throat> you can see the status of people's uh, the other players' power-ups and health. So I was, like, constantly looking at your power-up bar. And as soon as I knew that you were about to have like another power up to use i'd have marked someone up ready for you and similarly you were always watching my health and you'd say oh you're pretty low on health i'll send you some health orb uh, yeah so with two people you're <clears throat> you're not only managing your own stuff you're looking at someone else with four i think <laughs> it might be that unless the four of you have played a lot of games together before uh, and you're used to doing that kind of dropping into roles very easily of maybe one being a healer, one being an attack, that kind of stuff. I think it would be difficult to play with four people. Yeah, and I certainly would already had a good, good way of communicating already. I certainly wouldn't want to just play with randoms. I mean, maybe no. one other random would be good, <laughs> but if you just went online and, and had three other randoms in your four-player game, like, that just feels like it's just going to go horribly wrong. <laughs> and maybe if, I'm wrong, if, but... If you didn't have voice as well. <clears throat> like if you weren't speaking with other people like if you didn't have a mic that kind of stuff this is not the game for you 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 really need good communication for multiplayer i think but i thought it was cool that the puzzles would change so there are some levels which are i don't want to say fully puzzle based but they they have element you know some strong puzzle elements in so there might be mechanics where you have to move some shrines around which you have to do with the orb and put the shrine on certain pads which is done only by a certain route. And that was a nice nice element of puzzle, again, which you have to think about while you're being swamped by enemies sometimes. And they scale for different people. So there are a couple of puzzles that when we were playing it, we, we thought, oh, there's no way you could do this on your own. And, and that was true. <laughs> yeah. 
because the puzzle was different because there were two of us and if there was only one person i guess there would have been maybe a wall or two missing so that you could have actually dragged the orb around the right path with just one person but uh. yeah it's pretty cool i like a game that they've, they've <clears throat> obviously spent a lot of time thinking about that and getting it just right I mean, I don't know how well it would work with three or four because we didn't obviously play it with that many people. But for the two of us, there were only a couple of puzzles where it was like, this is actually quite difficult. And we really had to think about it. It's like, come on, one of us has got a PhD and the other one <laughs> isn't thick. So come on, we can, we can do this. And eventually we did. But uh, it was pretty pretty good how the puzzles scale. And that's a nice feature. Yeah, yeah. I think it was yeah, really good. And the puzzle elements work because they weren't too heavy. You're not... You're not thinking, oh, another puzzle. It's just the right amount of, oh, I need to stop and think for two minutes about this. Done. Right, press on. So it was nice. Um, mm. I guess just a really quick comment. The setting up the game was really easy. It was a slightly frustrating that whenever you set a new game up, you've lost all your skill loadout. So you, you have to repick your class and your skills again, which in the campaign mode is not hard at all because you only do it once. But if you're playing the survival levels, you typically have a blast on a survival level, come out and go back in again. And then you have to go and pick your class again. It's a, it's a, it's a minor thing. But yeah. beyond that, the game setup was actually really easy, though. So, But you had a, you had a few uh, issues, didn't you, when you were playing on the multiplayer? Because I was hosting. So, Yeah, I mean, one of the nice things about us both playing it on Steam, despite me being on a Mac and John being on a PC, <clears throat> is that there were literally no issues at all with game setup. He'd create it and... It would just show up on my machine immediately and I could join. Um, and despite the fact that he's hosting it in Sweden and I'm here in the UK, uh, we had no lag or issues like that. Um, I did experience a few minor display glitches in multiplayer. Sometimes uh, elements that should have disappeared might have stayed longer than they should. Uh, so, for example, uh, we died at one point and got overwhelmed by little uh, sacks appear that you have to destroy with the orb otherwise they spawn aliens um, and we died because of those and then when we restarted the game on my machine they were all still showing there but their timers were blank uh, so I couldn't see <laughs> half the map was covered with these things so John had to do the uh, running around with the orb to destroy them because otherwise I would have been trying to destroy something that wasn't there uh, so there are a few issues like that and I saw a few steam reviews where people complained about tooltip text mm. being stuck and we definitely experienced that a few yeah. times the word space bar would appear just on the top so that was you know really minor stuff but we didn't really have any major bugs or performance issues uh we're both playing at 1440p aren't we yeah yeah i am yeah you are so no issues i mean even on a mac i mean traditionally i normally expect them to be a bit laggy because my graphics cards pants uh but it's actually been fine no no issues at all no tearing or anything no it's uh it's good like you say so a couple of tiny gripes but certainly nothing to stop me from buying the game you know no well i suppose we should discuss a few other bits and pieces just general things about the game i mean in terms of things we liked um, I don't know about you, but I really liked that the difficulty is quite high. Mm. Um, it's not an easy game. You don't. Yeah, we we typically don't complete a level first time. I guess. I, I guess we do a few of them. The first, as with most games, the, the first, first act few. was quite easy. Like not easy, but it was fine. And then then we now typically takes a couple of goes to to finish a level, yeah. which is good. And to get all of the crystals. Because generally you uh, you get one crystal for completing the level. There'll be a second one. There'll be some sort of uh, challenge you need to do, like only move the orb once or don't use any healing. Uh, and then the third one will be a speed run, which some of them are, look ridiculous. Um, 
But we've gone back a few times and collected crystals from earlier on because they'll give you powerful unlocks for later in the game. Um, but I really like that the difficulty is high and there's a lot of chaos. Um, I also really like that they've added quite a few puzzle elements, like some of the levels. It isn't just arena, you know, kill as much stuff as comes in. You really have to think about what you're doing, and especially with the orb, moving stuff across in order to uh, trigger certain things. Um, one of my favorite types of level was one where you have to stand on a pressure plate, and basically when you stand on it, it fills up. So the longer you stand, it'll eventually get to 100%. And the level was simple. There were three of them, and you just had to get each one to 100%. But the longer you stood on it, the more monsters got released. So you could either go <laughs> the difficult route, which is to stand on it, and to stay there and come what may, just run around and try to avoid them. Um, or you could do it bit by bit, which is what we ended up doing. It took like 12 minutes where we'd stand on it, 20%, get off, kill what came, stand on it again. Uh, but obviously to get that one done in like under two minutes, <laughs> I, I don't know how. Yeah, but when you want to get all the crystals, it's going to be really hard. Yeah, so the puzzle element was great. I think that's a really, really nice touch that they've added to the game. It's not just a fighter. There is a lot of a lot of thinking involved. I think uh, the one thing that I, I appreciated the most was just the chaos and the fact you had to think on your feet. And again, I, I keep bringing up Magicka because it, it, in my head it brings up the same feeling while you're playing. You feel yeah. like you're in control and all of a sudden you're not in control and you, you know you've got all these powers that you're you're able to do. But you need to execute them in the right way if you're going to win. So you see a swarm of enemies coming, you think, ah, oh, I can kill them. Bash, 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 it's, it's all good. And then the two swarms of enemies and a, and a little spawner appears. So <laughs> instantly you have to think, right, I need to circum, like, go around this group of enemies so that I can destroy the spawner. Otherwise, there's going to be more and more enemies. And quite a few of the levels we lost because we were just overwhelmed because you think, yeah. I'll kill the enemies <laughs> and then deal with the spawners. But the spawners don't stop. It's not like, I'll spawn one and then wait for you to kill it. They just keep going. So you need to get rid of them really quick. Otherwise, there's 100 enemies on the screen and it's going to be game. You can't win. You know, there are the, the tide positions. comes in very quickly. Mm. <laughs> you really get swamped very quickly if you don't pay a lot of uh, attention to what's happening. Because sometimes things will get created, like uh, uh, the totem things that bring more people the respawners yeah they'll be spawned where you don't see them out of the map so if you don't go up to the top of the map you don't see it and then you're like why are there all these people and if you'd gone up there and got rid of that then it might have been easy so that's definitely definitely a nice touch i think comparing it to magicka is is right um from when we've played that together it's certainly the same experience of oh this is fun oh my god there's loads of stuff ah help 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 i'm dead <laughs> and the, the way that we communicate while we're playing them is similar uh, and I think that of... leads. Sorry, one, one final point on that. I think that what's really nice about that is that it means that when you die, you don't feel like the game's cheated you because you feel like, oh, no. I could have done that if just I'd done it in the right order. Or I think because of the chaos, you feel like you don't feel cheated out of death. So that's why we, really we never like wanted it. to rage quit, did we? We no. always, as soon as we die, like I don't think we ever stopped. We'd like, if we die, it'd be like, right, retry. Usually the times we'd stop were because we physically needed food um, <laughs> <laughs> or because. Uh, we were just done for the day, but we never stopped a level that we couldn't complete. We'd always complete one and then stop. Mm. Should probably mention we played this for, I think it's been about eight, nine hours now, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Not finished so. it yet. We've probably got half the crystals, I guess, because we went back. Yeah, I think it's, we'll it's, have finished it in a couple of hours. Yeah. And then we could, <laughs> if we wanted to ace it and collect everything, which I think we'd enjoy for a while, but maybe not everything. Yeah, um, I think that's fair. Yeah, it'll probably be so, like 10 hours. <laughs> 
Dislikes. Um, I had a number of issues with controller setup when we first tried it, uh, which is why I ultimately went back to keyboard and mouse. Um, I just bought a Steam controller and a Steam Link, uh, so I was keen to try it on the Steam controller. Uh, with the Steam controller, there was just like where they usually have like a little circle to put like the X icon if you're using an Xbox controller um, or something like that. Uh, it instead had text overflowing out the sides like star star undefined star star, uh, which isn't ideal um, for a game which is supposed to be fully Steam controller compatible. Now, I don't know whether the issues are Mac related, which I suspect they are. Um, experience with other games so far is making the Steam controller not look great with a Mac. Uh, so I can't really say until I've tried it with Windows, um, but that was certainly an issue. Um, I did manage to get an Xbox 360 controller plugged into it, but again, had a few issues with it having undefined stuff unless I restarted the game and started it up again. So eventually I just stuck to keyboard and mouse. So that was the only real issue that I had with the game. And it wasn't a deal breaker for me. But if I wanted to sit and play this on the sofa with my Steam Link, um, I don't think I could at the moment. Mm. It's not a it's not a huge issue, but I guess my the the thing that stuck out like a, a sore thumb for me was uh, the voice acting, <laughs> 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 because it, it was pretty terrible. Oh, <laughs> I would not be surprised. It is lovely. <laughs> I'd be not be surprised at all if the the development studio had just they've just done it themselves. You know, they've got a mic, they've gone. This is a cool effect that you can apply with GarageBand. Let's do some lines. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm a bad guy. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it was very much Boss Nass from uh, <laughs> the Phantom Menace. Um, <laughs> I think my uh, my favorite is also that the some of the text isn't great like the story is pretty good i think like the idea of it um but the text isn't great like when one of these monsters is chasing it's like it's time to play hide and slay <laughs> <laughs> yeah the campaign is definitely token it's it's nice that it's wrapped up in a a bit of a, a pretty plot isn't it but it's definitely kind of yeah. token i mean it's, it's oh, just about oh definitely. definitely but it's kind of nice that it's there yeah it's nice that it strings it all together it makes a nice thread for you to go through all the levels and play it so any other comments on the game in general? I guess it's just worth mentioning the, the the polish. I mean, I thought it's actually pretty well polished for what I'm assuming is a fairly small indie studio. I think I think I read a story online. They started off as five guys who shared a house or shared a room, um, like a one-bedroom apartment or something, or maybe even they, they stole a room at their school. It was It's one of those kind of indie stories where five guys wanted to make a game and the first year of development was they had no money, so they lived in a shared apartment with all five of them in, in one room or something. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing piles of money was not their thing. So I think they've actually done a pretty good job with the polish. It's not, yeah, I'm not talking Torchlight 2 levels, but it's pretty close. And apart from I, the voice acting, it's, it's actually pretty close to like a Torchlight 2 experience in terms see, of I, polish. In my opinion, I think the polish is way better than Torchlight 2. Hmm. I don't think Torchlight 2 is a great game in terms of polish and fidelity um i think this looks really good like they've got a good mixture of enemies like some games i mean i've played triple a games where there's only four different enemy types and they have the same you know exact same model for all of them whereas this there's a bit of variety there's quite a few different enemies um i think the interface is incredibly good um and it looks crisp textures are quite good um and there's been no performance. I mean, when you ran it on your machine, it was running at like 192 frames per second, wasn't it? So yeah, it's a VC. It's a cap. 
So, I mean, I, I think they've done a really good job. I mean, I'd much rather it was performant than good looking, but I think it looks good looking. I mean, I've not had any issues at all. And playing on a Mac, I mean, I would expect to have had to have dialed it down significantly because I, I usually have to. Just one just one parting like from me, I guess, is, uh, and that's just based on what you said then, but I really like the variety. So there's not like a huge amount of enemies, but they all feel different. And I, you know, there's the ones that run up to you and don't do much damage, but they kind of hold you in place, which is problematic in this in this sort of puzzly game. Then there's the bigger ones, but they might only do one big slam attack, and then you can go up and hit them. So you can, I'm pretty sure you can avoid or dodge nearly all the damage that's being dealt out in yeah. a small, non-stressful <laughs> yeah, situation. Yeah, if it's one-on-one, yeah. it's one-on-one with a creature, you can dodge every attack. I mean, they say on their Steam page, oh, every attack's dodgeable, and it's like, yeah, it's not when there's 20 of them. <laughs> but there's nice variety in the bad guys, because, you know, they, they each have a different impact on how you play the game, as opposed to just being, oh, he's got more hit points. You think, I can't take him out that quickly, but I know I can dodge his attack, so I'm going to take out this guy first. It makes you think strategically, which I really like, so... Plus one yeah. for a variety. So I guess final review, would we play it again? And would we recommend it? I mean, from my side, uh, I've certainly enjoyed playing it. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be uh, when I first saw it on Steam. I thought, ah, this would be all right. We might play this for an hour or so. But we've actually had you know two full days playing it, and it's been a lot of fun. So I would definitely keep playing it. I definitely want to get to the end of it. I don't know if I would go through and get all the crystals. I'm not that fussed because I think the time trial stuff would be very, very difficult to do sort of 100% completion and I think by that stage I would have got the maximum enjoyment from it. Um, but I'd definitely play it again and I'd strongly recommend it because I mean £11 on Steam, um, I think it's a great game. You're going to get definitely probably about 11-12 hours of good gameplay out of it I'd say. So that's a good price. Yeah, that hits my that hits my criteria of a pound an hour. That's good value for entertainment money if you're getting a pound an hour out of it. So, and yeah. I, I would definitely play it again. I'm looking forward to finishing it with you. Um, hopefully, the final boss fight isn't too mad, <laughs> maddening. <laughs> and I, I can definitely recommend it as a cooperative game. If you're yeah. going to just buy this just for yourself, I think it's that'd be still fun. Up. Yeah, I, I I probably wouldn't suggest it, but definitely if you've got a couple of friends, you're thinking, oh, what are we going to play next on our PC, PS4, Xbox One. I can definitely recommend shelling out a tenner to play Forced because it will it will keep you going for a you know, couple of weekends if you play at the weekend on the evenings and things, and you'll have a lot of fun. There's a blast with all the chaos, so yeah, yeah definitely recommend it. So cool. Well, thanks so much for listening, and catch you next time.